Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a real-life medium? Then this is the podcast for you. In this show, you'll learn how to open your heart to spirit, hear adventures I've experienced as an award-winning psychic medium and teacher, plus I'm going to give you some psychic information and insight into what the future holds for our increasingly crazy world. Tune in every Friday and get ready to connect to the other side. I'm Jen, and I'll be your guide starting right now. Awesome. Okay, here is this week's episode. Obviously, I'm Jen Elevate.HerSoul, or you might know me as the singing medium, which this podcast is named after. So today is all about mentors, and I want to share, I'm going to share some stories about my mentors that I've had, my mediumship mentors, some famous, some not famous. And I'm going to share a little bit how my readings are going this week. There have been a lot of mediumship readings and how mediumship is changing so rapidly. And then at the end, I'm going to give you a new prediction. I feel like I still owe you part two of the psyche predictions, but um, I got to get organized for that. So I do have brand new ones that I have not posted anywhere. They're actually in my notes here and I will share those with you at the end. Okay. So speaking of mentors, Obviously, I am a spiritual mentor, and I just put out an offer today for four spots, and there's three now, of private spiritual skills development mentoring. So that's very long, so we wanna shorten that up. But basically, it's where I'm noticing that a lot of people are not only having a spiritual awakening, but they're also realizing that their their superpowers or their spiritual gifts are coming online, and that they are able to get information of the psychic realm through dreams or in the shower or brushing their teeth and maybe someone's they're hearing voices in their head of like someone's talking to them or things like this are able to communicate with spirit feel very strongly but but don't know where to go with this because it can be a little bit scary when your gifts come back online and you're like I don't know what to do with them so that's when you would work with a mentor so that's that's what happened to me and how I ended up with some mentors about six or seven, it's probably more like seven or eight years ago, actually, to be honest with you. It was when I was still working at the school board. So if you would like to work privately with me one-to-one, I do have, it's regular $1,000 for five one-hour lessons on Zoom. So send me a message if you'd like to do that, if that calls to you, because I really feel like it's really important that there are mediums that are coming online and psyches that are coming online to be trained. Because what happens sometimes when you just suddenly your gifts blow wide open, your crown chakra's like, oh, and all these things are coming. You don't, it's very hard to navigate. It can be very stressful. It can come in very chaotically. And what a mentor does is to help you make sense of it, okay? So you might get like seemingly random things or like a vision of something or a feeling of something or a song of something or a knowing of something and it's it's other level. And so it can be coming in too fast. And so a mentor can also help you slow that flow down so that you're able to control it and live a balanced, calm life, which is kind of the purpose of what we want to accomplish. Um, also showing you, you know, that you are very gifted and you might not you might actually doubt that you're gifted, but 100% you are gifted. And so a mentor can bring that out of you and help you shine like the star you are. So I'm gonna, um, I have a couple of mentoring clients already and I wanted to share a couple of reviews that they left me on Instagram. So someone said, I said my gifts, I put a little box in my stories of like, my gifts are growing or I'm ready to work. And someone said their gifts are like wildfires and starting mediumship level one with me. So that's really nice to see. And then another mentoring client commented under a post and said it was life-changing for her. 
And um, I just really, really love the, sorry, I'm looking at my photos and my screenshots and there's like a glamping dome that I want to buy. <laughs> Um, so basically the feedback is very positive. You would not be disappointed if you started working on your gifts with myself or another mentor that you are drawn to. And it's important that you work with someone that you resonate with because if it's not a resonation, that's not even a word. If it's not resonating with that person, what will happen is halfway through your your contract, you'll you'll buck out. You'll be like, I'm out of here. I can't do it anymore. And, I, and I've actually had that happen. So make sure you resonate with the mentor or the teacher it has to be aligned, it has to be flowy. If it's not, it's not gonna work out. I've learned this many, many times, many experiences with this. Mostly it's like, I would say 90-10. So you gotta make sure, and as a mentor, I can't just work with anyone. So if you're like, hey, I wanna work with you, bam. Uh, well, I need to know if we resonate uh, together because I don't want it to end up where halfway through you, you buck out of there, or you, you have these thoughts and I wanna see you finish to the end. So when you do do this work, you have to be 100% committed. It's really important to be committed you can't start something and not finish it, right? It's very important. It's like you're signing a contract with the spirit world. You can't just go, okay, I'm gonna start this job. It's a very important job. And I'm gonna prepare myself. I'm gonna get new clothes. I'm gonna, I know the salary and I know the bosses and I've met the people, but maybe like six months in, you're like, oh, this job's not for me. I'm getting out of here. And you, you everyone's like, what? Where'd, where'd you go? Where'd so-and-so go? We kind of need her, you know? So you can't you can't let leave a contract. So you've gotta, you gotta make sure that you're committed to this, okay? So you can reach out to me, elevate.hersoul on Instagram, or you can email me, info at elevatehersoul.com. And yeah, and then we'll go from there. So I'm gonna get a little bit of story time here with Jen. I think I'm gonna start with the readings that I've done this week. I have done multiple mediumship readings. Now, sometimes I get nervous, like today I had three in a row, like no break. So from nine till 12, bam, 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 three mediumships and reading is in a row. Sometimes I'll like, ooh, that's, what did I do that? It's too much. But it actually worked out really well today because as, as I kept going, the information got stronger, more accurate, and more clear. And spirit actually had that buildup of energy in the room and within me. So it was easier for them to come in clearly, which by the third reading, it was like amazing evidence was coming through. And um, I wanted to let you know, I think I've spoken about this before, but the medium, the reason why... Um, I'm being called to do more mentoring is because there's a need for more mediums and psychics too. But if you think about it, and I and I know I'm probably talked about this before, is that so many people are are an abundance of souls are crossing over now, and a lot of them um, we're not expecting to pass at this time. So when you have a traumatic, sudden passing, sometimes it's traumatic for the soul. Uh, the body kicks out the soul. I just push you out and um, they don't know what's going on. So a little bit um, fear, fearful for them at first until someone comes and greets them and takes them away. But there's a lot of evidence coming up about people when there's a traumatic sudden, they didn't know they were gonna pass, having a hard time. So we need to have the training, sensitivity training. We need to know our shit. We need to know what we're doing and we should not be doing this work unless we know what we're doing, which is why you need training, which is why you need to work with a mentor, take classes. You can't take one class and go, okay, I'm on medium now. Here's 200 bucks. Come and talk to me. Please don't ever do that. And if any of my students ever say, Jen Abra was my mentor and it's terrible and they they flail all over the place, they're probably doing it too soon. They should not be doing it and they know better. But on that note, um, it's happening a lot and it's a big, big surge of people coming online, like literally online and symbolically coming online where they have these gifts, they realize it and they don't know what to do with them. So that's again, where you would get a mentor. So 
the mediumship world is the spirit world is changing um there's new evidence coming in there's new tips and techniques for doing a reading um the things that spirit are saying to me to give to their loved ones are just like off the charts so so beautiful and just the things they're saying it just it just blows my mind every day so i'm so grateful that i get to do this i know i had wavering i have wavering times where i'm like i don't think i want to do this anymore but honestly i think it's because of like it's so intense what what i'm doing every day like i have to be in a very good energy i have to be healthy i have to be you know in a good mental health state and there's a lot of factors that go into it so it's not just about training to connect you also have to realize what what's involved in your body when you're doing this as well so when i started doing this and here's the importance of mentors i had actually had two main mentors two main ones that stick out one the first one i ever went to i took a psychic i was a local person a, lo- a local teacher where i used to live in orangeville and she was offering a site she had a school and this is back in the day when you could go in in person and so the very first class that i took was psychic development and I remember being in the room and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And we did these exercises and I realized that I could tap in. I could see someone's future, past and present. And I remember it being very, uh, we had partners and we would sit very close to each other with our knees almost touching and being in each other's auras. And the things that I saw, I was like, oh, am I making this up? Like that's, no, I wasn't. And then the person's like, oh my God, that's exactly what I did last week. And that's what we're planning on doing in the future. So, so that was the start of pretty much everything after I believe I took Reiki training. And then that same mentor offered a mediumship class. So it was like a natural progression for me going from psyche development class to a mediumship class. And that was completely different, obviously, because they're two different things. And psychic is about your life and time and predictions and personal categories. And mediumship is about those who have crossed over and the spirit world, those who have passed. And so that was completely different because that was way more challenging. So it it is very you have to have a lot of discernment in your mediumship. So I remember going to class and being very intimidated and immediately immediately comparing myself to other people. So I remember in the circle, we there was one student medium who like, okay, here's what happened. We walk in, there's like chairs for all of us. We're sitting in the circle and I always wanted the same spot. I'm like a routine kind of girl. I always wanted the same chair. So I'd always go this, this, and then she had a clipboard with a piece of paper on the clipboard and we were going to go to meditation and see if we would connect to someone who had crossed over that belonged to someone in the group and then write everything down in these little boxes come back and stand up and present it one at a time so like if you're in a zoom class you're lucky because you don't have to stand up and 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 be intimidated and, and in front of people who are actually look staring at you in the face you know so I remember there was this one student had been in her previous classes who would just get up there and just rip things off like nobody would know, right? Like crazy stuff. I remember the teacher being in so awe of her and I was like, oh my God, I'm terrible. I don't know what I'm doing. How is she doing that? I can barely tell if it's if it's pink or blue or I don't know what's going on if it's male or female. I don't know. This girl's just ripping off crazy evidence that I'll never ever get. Now, number one, obviously that wasn't true, but in the when I was in that moment, being a baby, what I call a baby medium, um, how could I expect myself to be at that level if she'd already been trained before? I literally came in here not knowing anything about how the spirit world works. I didn't know I could connect. I just knew that I had this big pull. It was like a soul pull. You got to go do this, Jen. And um, I remember that being wanting the teacher to say something about me. And I never, I never, I don't remember anything really standing out, but I remember a couple times I would present it 
and everyone would no one would say so when you're a student medium you're learning you're like does that make sense to you do you understand that and every time I said that no one would say anything I'm like oh my god I'm just making this shit up this is horrible I'm a terrible and all those things that you all this negative thoughts come into your mind and I remember a couple times I was like this gotta be for someone because I can't I'm not making this up there's 20 people in the room it's gotta be for somebody but never ever took it and so I would go home and feeling depressed and not upset with myself. Maybe not depressed, but like, you know, come on. Like, that's just, why can't I do this? And a couple times the teacher would message me on Facebook afterwards and said, I could take all of that. I'd be like, pardon? And she's like, I take all that information. I'm like, why didn't you say anything in front of the class? And for, I don't know why she didn't say anything. She's like, well, I didn't want to, whatever. I forget her excuse was. I remember being so upset because I'm like, why didn't you say that? Like, Part of, part of being a medium is validation. You have to get, it sounds ego, but you need validation back from a contact or recipient to, to keep that energy going and to be like, yes, I know who that is and that makes sense, but that doesn't. You have to have that validation in order to build your stamina and your dictionary as a medium. Your symbols, your colors, all this, uh, the way you're trained to be a medium, how the spirit world communicates with you. I remember being really upset, like, why don't you say anything, you know? Because here I was in all of this medium who was getting everything right. I was like, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, that's for me. That's so great. That's amazing. But like, she would never speak up and say that. So what ended up happening was I took another level class after that. And um, I asked for private lessons. I was like, okay, I think I need private lessons. Like, can you help me? And so we did that. And then my relationship ended with her after a while. And I actually dedicated my book to her. Um, so if you have a copy of my book, you'll know what I'm talking about. Because it was, I was really grateful for the very first mentor that I ever had. And I will never forget, even though it was little things that bothered me about it. And I did learn a lot from that. So then I, I believe I went on a little bit by myself. And then I met another mentor. Now, this mentor was completely different. And we actually do not have any relationship at all. It's like cut off. It just didn't go well at the end. But I remember I, she was a, had a very different style, very different energy. And she was the one who told me, like I would take classes at her store and she would say, you know, I was the only student at that time who could see, like, I wanna say demons, but I could see the shadowy part of the spirit, not not where your loved ones go, it's a completely different realm. But it was more of a lower energy and that's where I started to see like entities and like gargoyles and um, demons kind of energy. And every time I would leave her store, I would have a, some low vibe and negative energy attach itself to me, which I didn't know. And I'll tell you, it's a freaky story. So leaving her store uh, after a class one night, the first time I ever heard a voice in my head that wasn't love and light, which is what spirit world is, so don't worry about that. There was a voice that was on my right side and it didn't sound like mine. It was like kind of a nasty, like I was called the nana nana boo boo voice. Um, and it said to me as I was driving home, and she, it's, the voice said, you should turn your steering wheel into the oncoming traffic and kill yourself. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. But luckily I knew that wasn't me. Like I knew what it was. I knew I had picked up something heavy from the store and brought it home with me. So I, I went back to her and messaged her when I got home. I'm like, oh my gosh, this happened to me. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that happened to you. We're going to clear you and everything's great. So this mentor believed that you could call on Elvis and bring Elvis in and, and read Elvis. Now, the thing with mediumship is there's got to be a recipient. There's got to be a landing place for it, right? So it's usually like your brother has passed, your dad has passed, your grandma has passed, you know. Uh, if I bring Elvis to you, what's the point? You don't know Elvis. You didn't know Elvis. And I can't validate because I could get everything about Elvis on the internet. Do you know what I mean? So 
um, she believed that and I was kind of like questioning that. And then her style was, so if you ever had a mediumship reading from me, you'll know that I just allow your spirits to come through one at a time. I don't make anybody show up. I never force them to say anything. If you want like a, a word or a phrase from your grandmother and I can't get it, it's because I can't make them tell me. So I don't, I don't really believe in, in forcing spirit because they have free will to tell me things that, you know, I allow it to unfold. But she believed that you could call in or summon. The word summon comes to me. You could call in somebody by their first and last name, which does work. However, when I have tried that in the past because someone want, I didn't get someone who they want to talk to, the recipient wants to talk to you or the client wants to speak with from the other side, it's very different energy. It's like waking someone up from a deep sleep and you make them get out of bed at 5 a.m. and come in the winter to talk to you. So like, it's just a very different energy than if you allow it. So anyways, time went on. It wasn't maybe, I would say maybe a year with this mentor and um, things got pretty dark with, with this mentor. We went, um, she hosted a retreat or some kind of tour in New Orleans and um, things were very dark from there on out. And I had to, I came home and like, I had to find someone to clear me because I had so many entities on me. And uh, I remember there's someone who was in another coaching group on Facebook. She reached out to me. Oh yes, um, my partner can clear you for $20,000 American. I was like, he's never seen anything this horrible attached to someone. I was like, oh my Lord. So I have like crazy stories. Um, obviously I'm not the kind of me, the mentor who's gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna charge you $20,000 to get these entities off you or like tell you to summon Elvis. But um, both were very important lessons for me. So whenever, whatever mentor you work with, you're going to get something of value out of it, whether you stick through the whole class or you buck out of there halfway through. You're always gonna get something from spirit. Now, I have had other mentors as well who were kind of famous. So I'm going to see, who did I work with? Uh, my favorite person to work with was Thomas John. He is a, a celebrity medium. So he used to do like a psychic car ride kind of show on YouTube. It's on YouTube if you want to watch it. He's pretty good. He he was the most fun I've ever had in classes. I took a couple courses with him. Um, there is someone called Chris Drew. And he is part of the Arthur Finley College in the UK, a mentor there, and he's on his own. He's hilarious. He was like a very flamboyant man and very good at what he does. And um, I really enjoyed working with him. And then I have a story about um, James Von Prague. So if you know who that is, JVP, where I did a couple of courses with him. And um, some mentors you will resonate with and sometimes you don't. And what can happen sometimes if you're a medium and you're taking some other class of the famous people, you can get caught up in your ego big time and be like, well, I better do a really good job for this guy because he's gonna assess me and tell me if I'm good or not. Now, um, you can probably see where I'm going with this. So <laughs> with this man, um, it, I'm not, it's not a negative review of him at all. It's just, it wasn't a resonance for me. And I remember, but I still learned a lot from him because he said to me, so I think I was brave enough somehow. And he came into the private rooms. So we had to do readings for, for like in the, in the Zoom rooms or the whatever you call those rooms where you get partnered up in the private rooms. And um, he came in and I froze. I'm like, totally blank. I didn't get anything. I couldn't read. I couldn't do anything. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's famous. I can't. And I totally blanked out. So I said to him, I asked a question in front of the group and I said, what do you do if you're a professional medium already and you can't read for famous people or you can't perform in front of famous people? And he looked at me and you know how he's like, honey, well, you know, honey, you can't call yourself a professional then. And I was like, what? So like 
But he had also said to me, you should be able to read for anyone. Now, in my experience, I have trouble reading for famous people and also people who are skeptics or like don't believe in this. So I will meet resistance with resistance. Okay. Um, I feel like that's my human nature. I don't think it doesn't make me professional. I just think it makes me human. Right. And so taking his words very, very seriously, I took them very seriously. And it took me a while to like see what I was learning from this man. He's a very talented man, very talented medium. And um, I asked him a question also about psych- what he thought about doing both readings. So I do psychic and mediumship readings, right? And he told me point blank in front of everyone, you just have to pick one. You can't be good at both. One takes away from the other. And so I think after that class, I was like, oh, well, if James Von Prague says it, I better just do one. So I think that's where the time I said I wasn't doing I don't know. Psychic, I wasn't going to do psychic readings or I wasn't going to do mediumship readings anymore because I took that one so hard. And then after a while, you kind of go, hmm, why can't I do both? So I do both because I enjoy both, right? So so those are the mentors that stick out to me. And I really also, I also love taking classes from Arthur Finley School. So if you're a, a medium who wants to train with professionals, um, go to Arthur Finley College and they have classes online or even better, go go there to the UK. Go visit the school. Go take some classes there. Um, and I, I, I have learned a lot from every single mentor that I've had. And also being a mentor, I have learned a lot from my students, right? Like I am not perfect. So when I teach you, like you can't ask questions. So if you listen to Teresa Caputo, sometimes she'll say, did your dad pass? Did your mother pass? Did your dog pass? Did he die from a heart? Like this kind of thing. So part of your training is to trust yourself more. And if we, sometimes it's called fishing or, um, feeding the medium, right? We don't want to fish for, for answers, that's why people are like, oh, she's not real, she's not legit, because she's asking for answers, and the answer is no, then she'll go somewhere else, and so what we need to do as, as med- professional mediums and students also is present with confidence, which is very difficult to do. So saying, I feel like this is your father, does that make sense to you? This, there's a process of how you present it as well, too. And over time, you actually get more and more confident the more you do it. So it does take time. So if you're getting frustrated because you're like a baby medium in someone's class, you're like, oh my God, that person is doing, you're comparing yourself to other people. Also, when you're being a student medium, you have to learn to quiet the ego a little bit because there's so much to learn about mediumship. I could go like talk for hours, but I just want to touch on the mentor side of thing, how important it is to learn from a mentor. But then also there's a side of this too, where I also learned more about myself and my readings and how my style was and the strength of those increasing was for me on my own. So I'm not saying get the training first and then go do some readings, like go practice, go practice doing readings because I learned so much. I would say I learned the most about myself and who I wanted to be as a medium and I stumbled and I failed and I cried and I wanted to quit and I had amazing readings and some are terrible and some are the best and Honestly, that taught me the most after my training was um, doing readings on my own. And I always tell my students the best way to learn how to do this is to do it. Um, You can only learn so much from a teacher yakking at you for two hours. You got to do the readings and that's how you learn, you know, because you also need validation back from your client. You need a yes, a no, and I don't know, right? So if you are not a a student of mediumship, but you are a client of someone's and you've had a mediumship readings before, it's very important that you are open, your heart is open and you are ready to receive whatever, no expectations. I know we come with expectations, but you've got to come in with, and please don't come in with your arms crossed. That is very difficult for us to, to push past, right? 
Um, and also if you're a student of mediumship, I want you to not be upset about the no. So if someone says, nope, I don't understand that, just keep going because Every time that I've gotten a no, I don't worry about no's anymore because I get emails after saying, oh, that's what that meant. Oh, I understand. Because when you're in the moment and a client is upset and they're emotional and you've given evidence about their loved one in spirit that is talking to them, they're not thinking about who Joe is and, and who the neighbor's name was and what the neighbor passed from. You know what I mean? So it's really hard for them. You have to be understanding that there's there's. Um, your client is having a trouble thinking about things in the moment because they want to be present and they want to hear everything you're saying. So you'll always get that email back saying, oh my gosh, Jen, guess what happened? I remember what you were saying about this or sometimes it takes like six months after. So never be discouraged with the no. And um, off topic, I feel like I want to do like a course, like a video course where you can like just download the whole course and you can do it on your own. That's one of the ideas that I'm working on. So I think that's really cool. So um, give me one second. I'm going to pull up the newest predictions. Here we go. This one freaks me out a little bit. Um, I don't even know what Antifa is, but I don't think it's good. Antifa will, once things start going in the next year or so with, you know, the, the new world government and the banking and the cash transfer and the digital ID thing they're going to try to install, um, Antifa is just going to go crazy Um and like a lot of chaos is going to come, okay? As we kind of know. But the thing I got underneath that was a, a group, of, a new group of people who are not anti, whatever. They're not angry or they're not bad men. Um, a group of people will try to be our new government and try to overthrow the current one. I like that one. Second one, I like. So everything is unfolding. So we have to trust the process, okay? I know a lot of people are having anxiety and I want to touch on that real quick before I head out here is that usually anxiety is in like the heart chakra area, but there's something called the higher heart chakra, which is just right in your clavicle. So if you put your hand in your clavicle, that's where your higher heart chakra is. And a lot of us are feeling the anxiety or that emotional pressure in the higher heart chakra. And what I'm being guided to tell you is that it might not be anxiety. It actually might be um emotional pain or trauma that's trying to be transmuted through the higher heart chakra so that you can be clearer, you can be more free, you can manifest the life that you want to. We're all purging right now. If you feel like you need to purge your closet, that is an indication that there is emotion trying to be purged out of you as well. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I'm telling you. Put your hand on your clavicle right in the middle. That is where your higher heart chakra resides. And everyone is feeling that stuck pressure of anxiety, what feels like anxiety, but it's actually trying to be removed out of you to access that higher consciousness level, which we're all headed towards. We're trying to reach this higher level of consciousness, this more wisdom, this more soulful life, this, you know, I want to, I saw some domes and I want to like have a, a, a land where I can have these domes and people come for retreats. And so we're all trying to get to that point or get through this transition of getting to our actual, what we're here to do. Cause a lot of us are not doing what we're here to do. And that's what that pressure is. That feeling is, I was, oh my gosh, something bigger is coming. I know something's coming, but it's stuck in the higher heart, shock, heart chakra. Okay, so please remember that. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, it's it's time for a bath and bed. And I'm gonna say thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It really means a lot to me that you guys listen every Friday. And again, reminder, if you're wanting to know how to work on your gifts and how to control them, make sense of them, strengthen them, I highly encourage you to get a mentor. And if I resonate with you, please reach out to me at any time because they're actually 
$1,000 for five lessons, but they're only for 500. So it's half off. And I would love to work with you. And I can't wait to see you all next time on the Singing Media Podcast.